You're listening to Fix Me a Drink, a Flaviar podcast. Welcome to another edition of Fix Me a Drink. I'm Noah Rothbaum, Flavier's Head of Cocktails and Spirits. Joining me as always is my colleague and co-host, David Wojcic. How are you, Dave? I'm doing just fine. And yourself? I am well adjusting to the change of seasons. Reluctantly, I'm going to say. Absolutely. Weird times of year, at least in New York, when one day... You leave the house and you're freezing and it's yeah. 40 degrees and then it's 70 degrees the next day. I mean, you know, for me, this is always the weird season where I take all my sweaters out and see which one of them, of them haven't been eaten by moths. <laughs> oh, that wonderful fall ritual. It is. It's, it, I just did that the other day. Oof. But yeah, it, it's it's every day is is a different climate that has implications. I would hasten to add, yeah, with uh, what your evening aperitivo might be. You and I, I think, for the most part, have busted like a lot of the stereotypes that like X drink or Y drink is only good between you know May first and August, you know, fifteenth. Or as this isn't like you know wearing white pants or white suit. No, if you want a daiquiri on January 12th, make yourself a daiquiri. Life is short. Enjoy. And we certainly will. And and especially the last few years when what was time and what were seasons, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't really matter. Yeah, Not so much. So, I, I mean, but I do think it is one of these funny things where obviously when it's really hot out and humid, like it often is in New York and many parts of the world, you, you want something that is on ice, right? You want it cold you want you know you want something there are natural tendencies let's say and you can go against them and there's nothing wrong with that but there are natural tendencies and there are reasons why these stereotypes come together fall is tricky for that i mean it's tricky with everything shoulder season (laughs) as you know is always like what do you wear if you're packing for a trip what do you pack you need summer clothes you need winter clothes you need two suitcases etc and it's sort of the same with drinking you almost need like a bridge drink, right? From like yeah. our our summer drinking wardrobe to our late fall winter drinking wardrobe. What is that hoodie? What is the big sweater that like you can take on and off during the day, you know, for the liquor cabinet? You know, and they're different for both spirits and cocktails. I mean, starting with spirits, for instance, for me, I find that hoodie is Irish uh, single malt and pot still whiskey. In the dead of winter, I'm going to bust out the heavy single malt scotches, the rich uh, old cognacs, yeah. uh, the the real pot still bangers, yeah. or, or the, the the big Jamaica rums, uh, where I'll just sip them neat and just you know kind of like have it like a little internal hearth that I can gather myself around. <laughs> but this isn't the season for that. It's not that cold. No. It's just a little bit chilly. I think we should start a brand called Internal Hearth, by the way. But so yeah, if anybody's listening, we, <laughs> we just trademark that. So don't even try it. Yeah. But, yeah um, don't even try it. Yeah, we're on top of it. Our, our lawyers will talk to your lawyer. I hear what you're saying about the single malt. I also think the last few years, whiskey got so popular, right? And yeah. you had all these brands removing age statements, which, you know, that's a whole subject of a whole other show whether or not that was good or bad Uh, yeah don't get me started one of i think the positive things to come out of that was that some of the brands rolled out younger single malts which 
sometimes isn't a bad thing, right? Or mm-hmm. ones that are a little bit lighter in flavor. And I, you know, I was having the other night one of those non-age statement Glenn Livets, the Founders Reserve, which doesn't, it's not as old as the 12, right? There's no age yeah. statement. And it's kind of perfect for like, you know, yeah. a warmish fall night. It's not so heavy. It's not a whiskey that you want to sit around for hours smelling mm-hmm. it and watching it, you know, in front of the fire, right? It's one for drinking. And right. it's like, you know, it's the perfect weight, the perfect mouthfeel. It would be great on the rocks, a little cold club soda. It's it's the same thing with blended scotch. It's a good season for blended scotch if you get a nice rich one. Exactly. You know, not, not a real light one. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, for me, like something like Napogue Castle Irish whiskey, triple pot distilled, uh, from a famous distillery we won't uh, go into. Uh, that's, that's another episode too. But. Yeah, but uh, but a really lovely light single malt with lots of flavor though. You know, yeah. not so much. It's not so, uh, the lighter single malt scotches are are also great, yeah. as you said, like the Glenlivets, et cetera. But uh, these Irish ones, you know, are just so agreeable. Yeah. Or Powers John's Lane, yeah. something like that. Very drinkable. Which is a lovely like, whiskey. Mm. And uh, they've got this little bit of autumnal forest floor that's uh, notes in it that's characteristic of Irish whiskeys from for some reason. And uh, like you're walking in 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 a forest as the leaves are falling. Right. You know, and you get just that little bit of, of leaf hummus. It's like a Hallmark movie right here. And it's just kind of lovely uh in, in on your palate and it, it really fits well with the season so those those are those are some of my favorites uh forget forget the pumpkin spice latte what we want is like a nice yeah. nice sipping you know uh single malt scotch or uh, irish whiskey where and when we're saying lighter i think it's not so much lighter in flavor but often lighter in mouthfeel it's not so concentrated it's not so pungent it's you know for that, I mean, those are those really concentrated, heavy ones like the big peaty scotches. Those are great when you're really cold. Right. <laughs> I was know? just saying, in, in like six weeks' time, yeah, eight weeks' or hot time, hotties and things we'll like be, that. We'll be moving to that side, you know, after shoveling leaves or being outside in a cold November rain. <laughs> yeah. Then, then you're going to start to 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 pull out the uh the big guns but right now it's sort of the medium guns you want yeah and it's, sometimes it's hard to identify what those are i mean yeah. it could be like an aged barbados rum right you know, right which is, is pretty light uh, most of them are blends of pot and column still they aren't like the heavy pot still exactly pot, pot still jamaicans but they still got that uh some some nice rich richness to them those are those are those are great this time of year I hesitate to talk about this, and I'll probably kick myself down the road for saying this because there isn't a lot of it. But the Fijian rum, which oh yeah, is yeah. so good, so unique, and isn't heavy but full of flavor. Like it's right. the weirdest combination of qualities. Yeah, that and kind it of makes, fits right in right into that slot. Oh, and it makes one hell of a drink. I did. Uh, it was uh, we were at a friend's house. I thought they had bought limes, they had bought lemons, but the Fijian rum, the plantation the, with lemons, ginger beer, that was one hell of a drink. Oh, I bet it was. 
you know, that brings up another issue is that cocktails at this time of year, uh, obviously Manhattans and things like that go down very smooth. Yeah. It's still an ice drink, so it's still yeah. cold, but it's yeah. got a little more body to it, old fashioned. That's true. Yeah. But uh, my current favorite is, uh, you know, I love my margaritas. I do know uh, that. But uh, <laughs> And you make a very good one. Uh, thank you. No surprise uh, there. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just wrote about this one for the uh, Flaviar Times. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's sort of, you could look at it as almost an autumnal margarita. And yeah. it's this cocktail called the Gay Caballero, named after probably a movie of, of the same name. Although the uh, bar it was created at was at the El Chico restaurant in the West Village of New York in a space that is now a very big gay club yeah. because that neighborhood later became kind of the, the, the center of gay New York. But uh, when El Chico was there, that was just starting. So it may not have anything to do with that, but the drink itself is fascinating because it's tequila, probably reposado. It just comes from their menu and it doesn't say, but uh, what was being imported uh, in 1941 when the menu is from was uh, all 100% agave because that was what Mexico was making. And uh, the reposado was the most popular. So it was probably a 100% uh, agave reposado tequila. And then they mixed it because this was El Chico was a Spanish restaurant. They mixed it with Malaga wine, which is mm. a relative of sherry. Uh, you can get Malaga. It's expensive and hard to find usually. It comes in different varieties they had an old Malaga. If you can, all you can find is a young one, that'll be cheaper, but it won't give you the right flavor. Uh, what you can use, however, is something like Harvey's Bristol Cream Sherry, which works out just exactly great in this drink. And that's mm. easy to find. It's universally available. Absolutely. And cheap, and uh, it's got the right richness. So an ounce and a half of the tequila, three quarters of an ounce of the sherry, half an ounce of lime juice. You can also use lemon juice. Uh, either one works great. And uh, then a quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur is uh, what it calls for. Uh, well, we don't know how much it calls for because the only recipe we have just lists the ingredients and you kind of got to use your common sense. <laughs> Shake it up with ice and twist an orange peel over the top and it's really tasty and it's a little bit richer and more seasonally appropriate than a margarita. Yeah. It doesn't scream summer. You know, it's got the, those kind of darker notes that, that seem to go down so well at this time of year. For sure. The the the, the notes from the wood, from the tequila, from the reposado. Exactly. From, the, the, from the sherry. Oh, the sherry, you know, absolutely. The aged wine notes that are very, very pleasant in there. I'm sure I'm not alone here, right? Like, you know, for whatever reason, a bottle of the, the sherry cream harvey's bristols or other crosses ones like doorstep and i never usually know what to do with it right you know the modern uh, kind of mixologist driven resurgence in sherry doesn't necessarily embrace those <laughs> you know? right if you right. want they want rare bottlings that you can show behind the bar and these are not rare bottlings but uh uh, one thing I learned from the 17 years I spent writing for Esquire magazine, National Magazine, there's something to be said for national brands that you can get yeah, anywhere. 
That's true. And, uh, you know, give them a try because uh, they're like bricks. There's going to be a hole in the wall that they will fit into <laughs> eventually. <laughs> they might not be the, 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 the greatest, most high-end products, but they're usually pretty competent. Right. That's where your blended scotches fit in. Right. Which can be quite drinkable and quite pleasant. And as you said, especially this time of year. It's that sort of perfect balance between tequila, which we often associate with the beach or good times yeah. or obviously hot days. Mm-hmm. It's for us, you know, I, I often think about Los Angeles, you know, where right. you know, it's so popular. Taking just a little off with, the, you know, the Reposado versus the Blanco can really sometimes change a cocktail from... Super summary to a little fall. I mean, it's like artists talk about color theory. This is like, I don't know what for us. Like, yeah, it's, it's like palette color theory. Palette, right. It's like, you know, it's a little bit thermodynamics. It's a little yeah. color theory. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a cocktail. Sorry, the pun of, uh, you know, all types of theories that we've borrowed or stolen <laughs> from other Come industries. <laughs> Misinterpreted, whatever. Misinterp- whatever for our purposes. It doesn't matter. It's, we'll uh, take them. We'll take it. But I, I think there is something to that. It's both like, you know, it's visual, right? Because mm-hmm. like we associate maybe it's all of the pumpkin spice latte commercials and all right, everything right, else, right. right? These warmer colors, right? The seasons we often associate clearer, you know, spirits or, you know, uh, lemon, limey yeah, kind of colors. It might not be your white rum season, for instance. Right. I mean, you but, know. you know, but it's funny because as we both know, like, some of the white rums start out as dark rums and they take out the color, right? Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, so it's a lot of it is perception it's as true, to what true. is a summer drink. It's just, I don't know, for fall, there's something about amber-colored spirits, you know, darker cocktails. You know, they, they, they speak to the fall foliage, I guess. I'm not saying you should drink only green drinks in the summer <laughs> and only, uh, only like... Uh, white russians in the winter you know but that'd be kind of dumb that would be actually really dumb but (laughs) it would make a great blog if somebody did that but i I don't want to do it myself um no no. and again i mean i think it's you know sometimes people ask about rules for pairing or this or that and they'll you know fashion rules or it's always like here's the rule or you can break it you know, yeah. like go the opposite way. Or you could just like not worry about it. Most people really don't at this point. Yeah. But, you know, there is something to be said because you and I have been on the road recently a good amount and, you know, going to different climates and sort of seeing, you know, we, we had done an episode, a couple of episodes back about regional drinking. And I think temperature mm-hmm. definitely, you know, affects what people drink and when in different markets and different cities. Again, something that we don't, like it's sort of thought about, but not particularly thought about. Or things will come out that are like supposedly for the season, they have nothing to do with like, you know, it's it's because a brand has too much of X or Y in their warehouse. There's no reason behind it. No, it's like, let's invent the reason for people to buy this like today. Or Well, that's why you get all the, all the, the national X days. Absolutely. And sometimes <laughs> no. the most random, oh my God, it, yeah. it's one day it's Margarita Day, and then the next day it's like National Tequila Day. It's like, it's the same thing. Plus, yeah, then a month later, Cinco de Mayo. Right. It's like, you know, or it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I I mean, I think we can, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, definitely in stories, but you can also, you know, add different flavors to like a daiquiri or a margarita. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know. This is a time to break out like your 
like your 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 orange brandy liqueurs, your curacao, things like that, and put a splash in just to richen it up a little. Uh, I mean, again, it's not it's not the dead of winter. You know, you don't. <laughs> it, it's perfectly pleasant out, and uh, the most refreshing summer drinks just seem a little light at this time of year. Yeah, I mean, not something like a dry martini. You know, that's completely timeless. Right. There's not a there's never a time of year when I won't find a a dry martini welcome. I mean, for sure. But at the same time, you you want things to just have a little more heft to them. And I think part of it is we kind of self-regulate this part, but it's almost yeah. the tempo, right? It's the tempo yeah. of drinking where in the summer, like it's usually, you know, things that are carbonated or on the rocks that are super cold. Yeah, that you're or really... like caipirinhas where the juice right. is throughout, you, you know. Right. And you want it, you you want it. It, it should be made quick. You want to drink it, you know, in a fairly speedy manner because otherwise yeah. all the ice melts and it's, you know, the mink julep, you know, all these drinks, you don't want complete dilution, right? right. You want to you want to sip it fairly quickly in a responsible way. Starting now, I feel like, you know, things slow down. You're sipping at a perhaps slower rate because you're not covered in sweat right right, right. <laughs> it's yeah, you're like, not sipping to as internal air conditioning right know? exactly and, yeah. and it's funny because there are a lot of drinks right whether it's the ricky or others where yeah they were like back in the day they were written about as like air conditioning like yeah, because they like, didn't have air conditioning so well, right. the only way to get cool was to have an ice drink and how luxurious was ice because oh, it was so God, rare yeah. and that was yeah. so expensive so where now i almost feel like you know as we turn up the thermostat it has that weird inverse reaction and how long we're sitting, you know, you're going to linger at the bar a little bit longer, especially. Well, especially because you don't want to go out there because it's cold. Right, exactly. The colder <laughs> it gets, the slower, like, I tend to drink. Another little side to it is, you know, since the beginning beginning of uh, distillation, distilled spirits have always had this reputation as being warming because it right. feels like it burns when it goes down. And iced summer drinks are, are very good at disguising that. Right. You know, they're 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 kind of the opposite. Is like we're we're not warming, we're cooling. So in a way, this is the time of year to let that natural warmingness like stand out just a little bit from the, from the cooling, refreshing drink thing. You know, you you can you can let a little bit of that in back 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 in through the back door to your drink. So it can be just a little boozier, just a little more potent, like more a higher potent, more. Uh, spirity, you Robust, know, bust, yeah, punchy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so so you can taste that there's there's some spirit. You know that whole like science, of course, is not true, right? It's Where, exactly not true. It's quite the opposite. <laughs> it's actually yeah. the worst thing, right? Yeah. I remember, I remember, like years ago, I asked Wayne Curtis, our our friend and colleague, to do a story about the Saint Bernards with the like right, right, type right. of like brandy around their neck, you know, supposedly patrolling the Alps. I can't believe that we all fell for it, but of course, yeah. shocker, not true. It like, does. It does. You know, it opens your capillaries and your right. outer limbs and uh, lets loose more body heat. On the other hand, though, those studies kind of uh, neglect the psychological. Right, of course. Which is like that there is something, you know, if you're pouring brandy down your throat, you're like, oh, I'm warm. I feel a fire. Right. Right inside the the core of my uh, of my chest and my stomach, and let me get up and you know right before uh, get into the hot tub and it's totally yeah, fine exactly. like it or <laughs> get inside. But, but, you know, it's it's not exactly lab conditions out there. 
and right. if if the the spirits can kind of motivate you to 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 uh, and give you hope again, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, okay, let me yeah. let me get going. You know, I I feel reinvigorated here. To get back to your original point, before I derailed us with uh, the <laughs> Alps, I I think that like with some of these drinks, whether it's like you know hot toddy or old fashioned, like yeah. yeah. It's almost like some kind of like, you know, gauge on our on our liquor right. dashboard, right? Where as the as it gets later in the year, at least in this hemisphere, the colder it's getting, right? Mm-hmm. The richer the spirit that I want, whatever kind of spirit I mean, it is. What we really need is a lukewarm toddy. Right. It's, well, that's <laughs> what I mean. It's almost like there's like has to be some kind of middle ground between like so cold it's frosted on the outside right. and so piping hot that like butter is melting into it and yeah. you know you can you have to blow on it before you can trigger it i still at this time of year in the fall i still like a, at least an ice cube in it i'm going to suggest something in it and i'm not sure if you'll like it or not and i've never really done this but let's see how this goes and and if okay. so we we may change the future of drinking what do you think about the idea of something like the sazerac right or the old, you know, some of the old fashioned where people like to stir them with ice, right? But then don't like to drink them on the rocks, right? Right, right. Where you either leave out the ice or you use like less ice and stir it for less time. So you're getting like kind of like a lukewarm Sazerac, That's, which I, it may be the I worst mean, thing ever, mean, or I don't. You could also take like cold water from the refrigerator. Right. And splash in to get your dilution, which makes the drink uh, smoother and more drinkable, say 25% of the of however much the volume of your drink is. And then you splash that in and stir it and then drink it at like just a little at like cellar temperature. That's a possibility. The caveat there is that like I don't want somebody to like serve me that. <laughs> right. Or, or or not serve us like a lukewarm martini yeah. or like oh, a lukewarm no, that, like that Manhattan. Work. Like I think yeah. it, there's like maybe there's a subset of drinks that where you could I mean the ones that are almost all like brown spirit, you know right. Where you, you could regulate the coldness of the Sazerac, which which is like right. a whole this has reached a new level of drink nerd them that I never right. thought we would achieve, but like some, you know, some middle ground where not, not drinks. I don't want a lukewarm daiquiri. I don't want a lukewarm. No, 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 no. That would be bad. That. And, but like something where it's already where the Sazerac is not that cold to begin with. I mean, the Sazerac is basically a variation on the whiskey cocktail, which is a descendant right. of the original cocktail. Right. It's just sugar, bitters, uh, whiskey and in that case a rinse of absinthe for the Sazerac. Yeah, for the Sazerac. But the original cocktail didn't have ice in it. Right. And people drank that for like you know sixty years or fifty years. They they drank it absolutely happily without ice, but with water in it. Right. So you know, and I, I know people who like them that way. Uh, I I have been uh, somewhat remiss in uh, pursuing that because I do like my ice, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, it might be worth it. It, it might be worth some experimentation. I, you know, I, I think as uh, for science as a responsibility, yeah. we are responsible podcast hosts and journalists. That out of science <laughs> Wait, and research, we are. We are just go along with this that we're going <laughs> to okay, have okay. to. You're on a roll. <laughs> yeah, that we're we're going to have to. It was just it's our duty to perhaps try some of these drinks, and if 
they're horrible, we'll just we'll let it lie, um, and we won't say anything. <laughs> but if they're good, you'll hear back from us. <laughs> meantime, enjoy uh, the fall and your fall drinking. Let us know mm -hmm. on Twitter what you're drinking this fall. Well, obviously, the drink of the episode today is fall drinks. I think for me, probably one of these uh, light and stormies, light and early sunsetters, um, the lighter rum, probably lemon juice, a little bit of ginger beer. That's what we will be, I'll be enjoying soon enough. I'll be uh, I'll be uh, shaking up another round of gay caballeros. Yeah, uh, using a good Maraca rhythm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perhaps yeah. I'll listen for it. Yeah, there'll running. be a conga line around right. the apartment. <laughs> exactly. We'll come running for your uh, for your drinks. Well, cheers to fall. Cheers to you all. for listening to another episode of Fix Me a Drink. Dave and I encourage you to always drink responsibly. Cheers.